What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Thread Needle Podcast. This is episode 13. I am your host, Jared Kelly, also brought by my side, my co-host, Sean Bruner. Hope you guys are having a lovely Wednesday. I know in New Jersey, it's like 69 degrees, so a little breezy, uh, but, you know, pretty sunny. Uh, what you call it? So looking kind of nice, and hopefully in Philly, it's kind of similar. Um, so hope you guys are having a lovely Thursday. Sean, opening up the show, man. I just want to talk about the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat series. I mean, you know where I was leaning towards on this one. I was taking Boston. You know I was taking Boston in this one, but I thought it was going seven. I mean, hey, it, it could, but it's going back to Boston. So Boston might pull it out. Just yeah, yeah, I think, it's going I think back. yeah, I think Miami going back to Boston is going to be really tough. It's really tough. Yeah, Miami's not going to be able to. It's really hard to win in TD Garden. Yeah, you think, ain't kidding. I think Boston closes it out in Game Six. Um, Miami just looks like they're dead. Honestly, they like Kyle Lowry scoring zero points for you is really tough. I mean, I know, you yeah. signed this guy to a big contract yeah. this all season, and you really wanted that veteran leadership, and yeah. he's just really not showing it. I mean, he's he had zero points last night. He only had five. He had zero assists. Oh, yeah, zero assists. One too? rebound. Yeah. Oh my god. He played twenty five minutes. I mean, not a ton of minutes. I'm not sure if. Maybe he got hurt or something. I'm, yeah, I didn't fully he, watch the game. Yeah, but. he has been hit or miss the last couple of games. Like they've been pulling him in, um, um, uh, back in the locker room to to check on him and stuff. So they kind of been like, uh, um, check checking in and linger lingering with him a little bit. So they kind of been uh lingering with him. Yeah, a little bit. but just no effort for Miami. I mean, seven points from PJ Tucker, oh, thirteen points for Butler. He shot four for eighteen. Wow. Bam had eighteen. That was pretty solid. He shot nine for fifteen. Lowry zero. Struess with four. I mean, Vince gave Vincent off your bench had fifteen. Duncan Robinson had eleven. Oh, it's not bad. And it looked like Tyler Hero didn't play last night. Yeah, Tyler Hero didn't play again. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's a huge uh, scoring deficit right there, and not having Tyler Hero. You know what I mean for Miami. Yeah, and how big has Jalen Brown been for Boston? Oh my God, dude. I mean he's J- been unbelievable. Jalen Brown has just been taking over. I mean that dynamic duo, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, and then you got Marcus Smart who's just been a dog turning up. Dude. Yeah, Marcus just... Marcus Smart was game time decision yesterday, but he played. He's a dog. Yeah. He's a dog. He, they got some great water back in Boston. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Co- yeah, right. Dude, dude, that, that medical they go back, staff, They go man. back to the locker room. Like, I yeah. thought the one game that I thought Tatum tore his Achilles or something. He yeah. came right back into came the right game. Came right back, yeah. Marcus Smart sprained his ankle yep. when he came right back into yeah. the game. Shout out to the Celtics yeah, medical right? staff. I mean, you guys are working your magic. <laughs> get, get, like, bring them to the Sixers. Like, yeah, right. Them. Yeah, we need them for Joel Embiid and James Harden. <laughs> yeah. Solid game from Tatum, though, with 22. 22. He had a double-double. Yeah. He had 12 rebounds, too. So Yeah, Horford has just been unbelievable, too. I mean, yeah, I know. Big L, yeah. 16 points. I mean, he's just been contributing so well. Yeah, he kind of did it all. He had 16 points, 5 assists, and 7 rebounds. Yeah. So. And 14 off the bench for Derek White. Der- Yo, Derek White, yeah. man. He has been... He has been turning up for the Boston Celtics, man. He's been, he's really been huge has. for them off the bench. Yeah, he really has. But, yeah, I mean, Miami's just struggling. Uh, they really need a heartbeat, man. They they, they have know. no heartbeat. They have I, – I mean, they're struggling against Boston. I mean, you know I was leaning towards on this one. You know, obviously I was taking Boston. But, you know, I said potentially it could probably go seven. And, you know, that, that it's going back to the TD Garden, I, I, I think Boston's taking it. And shout out to my dad. I know he loves his Boston Celtics. Yeah. You know, he lo- loves them since uh, Larry Bird era. And uh, what you call it, you know, he's going to be excited to see the Boston uh, pull this out and go to the finals. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like Boston's on their way to the NBA finals. I mean, it does it's crazy, look that way, crazy to think about that. Just just the way that they were playing in the beginning of the season. I, I mean, they were just playing awful, and we were we were just killing the Celtics. Like, yeah, but, absolutely. 
but the Celtics, they just found a way to turn around after the All-Star break and a little bit before, and they've, they've just been a whole different team ever since then. And It looks like it's going to be Boston and Golden State in this. Um, I'm definitely taking Golden State over Boston. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I think uh, Golden State has too much firepower, and yeah, Boston State, doesn't have enough. Yeah, Golden State is just playing like that team to beat. I mean, I, I know we were saying that about the Phoenix Suns, and they sold the bag, but they really were. I mean, all regular season, Phoenix Suns were playing like the team to beat, you know, so – we thought potentially like we had higher expectations and they kind of they yeah. kind of sold it but yeah i thought for sure it was going to be golden state and phoenix yeah golden state and phoenix yeah but golden state man the last couple games i've been watching against dallas i mean i know dallas doesn't have as much firepower as golden state but i mean golden state has just been i i, I mean they've been facilitating the ball hitting their open shots steph curry has been hot andrew wiggins how about duncan on luka oh my gosh and that Chan- dunk was insane insane the bunnies and luka i, I respect the luka man i saw in a press interview that he was talking you know they asked him about the dunk and he was like he was like wow he was like i watched that dunk again he was like that dunk was insane he's like i wish i had those bunnies so yeah. you know shout out to luca yeah, i got know, a ton of respect for luca yeah and luca's obviously been working his magic i mean yeah. hitting that buzzer yeah, beater he's, he's unbelievable yeah he's, 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 he's scored like 40 points in every single game this year yeah, I mean, he's carrying the match he just needs help i he, mean he is easily a top five player in the league and he's uh, yeah, just easily. he's just been unbelievable this playoffs and Dallas will be really good if they get another star. Because if you team somebody up with Luka, I mean, they're going to be unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Because he it, can and you facilitate gotta, and he can ISO. So, yeah, and just know. put the right fit in there with Luka. I mean, they Dallas could be – they're in the Western Conference Finals right now, and they only have Luka, really. Yeah, Dallas, uh, like I said, it was a huge piece requiring Spencer Dimity. I mean, that was huge on the offensive end, uh, and he's kind of been stepping it up. But you need you need bigger pieces than Jalen Brunson and yeah. Spencer Dimity. You kind of need um, – I, I think they need they need a better big. I mean, they they really need that solid big, somebody who could work the uh, pick and roll with Luca. Somebody who I thought would be very well, like with Luca. I thought like Luca and Sabonis would be pretty well together. Oh yeah, yeah. I that, feel like they'd be dude, a good, that'd like, be pick killer. and roll duo and everything. Yeah, yeah but that, he went to Sacramento, yeah, yeah. so that'd be killer. That, yeah. that, I thought that would be a pretty nice duo for Luca. Yeah, yeah, that'd be killer. But back to Miami and Boston. I just our own our own Embiid said uh, yesterday that. Uh, Miami just needs another star too, and you know I, they might need another star. I mean, Butler's just been carrying the load, and he just looks like he's tired and worn out. It looks like he can't carry him like he did in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Sean, I I I know you might have slipped up, and you said um, what's called Sabonis went to Sacramento. He actually went to the Pacers. No, no, no he went to Sacramento. Oh, he went to Sacramento. Yeah, he was on the Pacers. And oh, he was on the Sacramento. Pacers? Uh, I'm yeah, sorry yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was on already on Sacramento. No, I remember he was on the Pacers and then he got traded to Sacramento. You're right, you're right. Yeah. What's called? So, yeah, I mean, you know, Miami's just struggling. Uh, you know, they, they, they need a heartbeat. And, you know, Golden State Warriors are up 3-1. Uh, they play tonight at nine o'clock. A little late game. Uh, I'm gonna stay up to watch it. Yeah, I be- yeah, I also will stay up to watch. It. I believe Golden State wins this game. Yeah, I believe back going- home. Yeah, back home. Yeah, I, in in the Bay. I believe Golden State. Uh, Golden State pulls this out, and you know it's it's been, uh, you know, a good a good contribute from Luka Doncic. You know, he's been playing unbelievable, but honestly, he needs some help. And you know, I think. Around the off season, they also really got to make some moves and see if they can acquire that 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 big man piece. Kind of what we need to do over on the Sixers end. I mean, we need somebody solid off the bench. There's a ton of good free agents out there, so yeah, there are, dude. And you know, I, I mentioned to a lot of people about you know Zach Levine trying to acquire him. You know, I give me your thoughts about this, Sean. I mean, I I really I think we've been going every year, kind of like. 
giving giving Tobias Harris like like the 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 benefit of the doubt, and you know, with, with that huge contract, I I think I think. I, I think the time is done. I, th- I think we got to get rid of him. I think we got to free up some cast space and maybe um maybe get rid of him. Maybe another piece. Maybe someone off the bench like Shake Milton or um I don't want to get rid of Thibault just because he's so good on the defensive end, but he struggles offensively and you know it's going to take some time to uh, develop offensively. But uh you know I I I, I think I think we're kind of we're kind of done with Tobias Harris at this point, man. Like he showed up in the playoffs, but really when Tobias Harris is hot. Like, what are you getting? Like, maybe 15, maybe, like, 20 points, maybe at most. Like, Tobias Harris, even when he's on, I mean, really, he does help. He does contribute, but it's not enough, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I think we're just over Tobias Harris at this point. I guess we'll see what Daryl Morey does this offseason. I mean, he's got a big offseason coming yeah, up yeah, um, with huge. Harden being a free agent and everything. Huge. But I think I did see a potential trade, which I think was the best-looking trade I've seen. Yeah, what like, it looked like. Rumored-wise. It was Tobias Harris, Matisse Thybul, and the 23rd pick in the draft for Bradley Beal, mm. which I, I think that's the best-looking trade I've seen. Um, yeah, it is. Like, rumor-wise, come up. Dude, we got Bradley Beal. But Bradley Beal was a free agent, and you know he's going to end up – he's probably going to go for the money. I mean, this dude this dude just loves, like, losing. So, I mean, I guess he's <laughs> just going to stay in Washington. He doesn't want to win anywhere. He just wants he just wants to be that loyal guy. So yeah. Um, I say that he stays in Washington. They could also do a potential signing trade that could happen. Mm-hmm. That very well could have Beal land here, but now it's going to be hard because now you got Harden, you have Beal, and you have Maxi, and they're all guards. So what are you going to do? You're going to put Bradley Beal at small forward, or I don't right, know. Right, right. How are you going to work it? Yeah. And dude, honestly, Sean, like I wouldn't mind if we got rid of DeAndre Jordan. Like uh, DeAndre well, Jordan, he's he's gone. He's got one go. million percent. He better be gone. Like like like. I mean, he's a free. I'm we sure, pretty sure we only signed him for the rest of the year, so he should be gone after this. I don't yeah, see the Sixers resign him unless Doc like somehow like kisses up and tries to get him back. But. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't. He wasn't doing anything in the playoffs with Joel. Yeah, I don't Embiid's understand actions. why we started him. I really don't. I, I don't, know. I don't like, understand it, what the. It was better just to start Paul Reed, but I think Doc was going into it like, okay, DeAndre Jordan experience, he's going to bring that veteran leadership, and he's going to know his role, and that's what I thought. And then, you know, having him out there just getting babied, like, it wasn't even grabbing – like, I I, I don't even know what he was doing, man. And Paul Reed, Paul Reed was stepping it up games, but, you know, obviously it wasn't enough because he's so young. He's still growing as a player. You know, he's going to be inconsistent on the offensive end, but, you know, he plays his role. He gets rebounds. He's a dog. He's young. But, you know, it was was tough because – it really hurt us giving away Andre Drummond. And I know we talked about this, me and you, Sean. We had our conversations about it. It really hurt us having Andre Drummond because he was that solid, <laughs> solid piece on on, on the rebounds, on yeah. the rebounding end. Like, dude, like like he would average like 15 to 16 a game right, when Joel Embiid. Off the bench. Yeah, yeah. when Joel Embiid wasn't playing and Andre Drummond was starting. Yeah. Like, he would get like 20 rebounds a game. Even like, even off the bench, he would end with about 11. Yeah, too, like. even off the bench. Yeah, and I need, not getting and when he start, And when he started, he had about. Eight rebounds in like the first quarter. Yeah, like yeah. he was, he was, he was unbelievable. Dog. Listen, he's a free agent this year. We'll see if Darren Moore goes back after him. Dude, we'll that'd be see, crazy. We'll see if Andre Drummond even would want to come yeah, back. Yeah, we'll see if he'll want to come back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but Andre Drummond would definitely be a huge piece of. Um, oh, dude, dude, he would be. And so some, huge. somebody else, maybe that the 76ers could look at. Um, he's probably going to ask for a lot of money, so maybe like they're not going to give it to him because we have so many max contracts. But 
Um, I think Jalen Brunson would be a solid piece for the Sixers if oh he was gosh. if we were somehow able to get him. He's a free agent, but I know he's going to want a lot of money after these playoffs because he's been yeah playing. he's been tearing up. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been, been a playing. huge piece on Dallas Mavericks, and even in the regular season, he's kind of been stepping it up, yeah. uh, been stepping his game up the, tremendously. This was definitely his year, and I think that he's going to get paid this year too, yeah, so. dude. Oh my, dude, if we got Jalen Brunson, shout out Novacat. I mean, dude, like Philly That'd would be, go ecstatic. That would be our firepower off the bench. He, yeah, he would be able to do it. And I think it would relieve some stress, uh, some leverage off of James Harden, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how he comes he, back. Yeah, because now he has a solid backup. Yeah, he's a solid backup. Yeah. Really, Shake was our backup point guard. Yeah, so. which Shake can be good, but, you know, he's kind of inconsistent mm-hmm. he's young he's still developing as a player you know what and i mean he's like, always just hurt so like he's not really yeah, he's always hurt too so the only guy i consider us like um on the bench who's been a solid piece all year uh is georges niang yeah, coming and you got to bring him back too yeah, gotta bring i'm pretty him back. sure he was on a one-year contract yeah dude he was Listen, solid all I, year like a lot of people were killing him during the playoffs and everything he was also injured too. Yeah, he was, and, yeah, he was dealing with the injury. And you, you gotta like the guy played great all season. He was just worn out and tired. I mean, I know you got to step up in the playoffs and everything, but Niang's a huge piece, and the 76ers have to bring him back next season, whether anybody likes it or not. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. I completely agree with you, man. I I love Georges Niang. I think he was a uh, he was a good fit uh, for our Sixers, and he he was a huge piece for us all season, man. I mean, from the three, he knew his role, and he played his role so well. Shout out to the minivan. <laughs> but uh so yeah sean i, I kind of just wanted to shift our focus a little bit over um just kind of wanted to uh give our condolences um for the shooting that happened in texas uh and i kind of wanted to talk a little about uh steve kerr's um words and his thoughts in an interview about the um well it, it wasn't addressed about the shooting but he I respect Steve Kerr, man, because yeah, I respect him. not only is he using his platform like as, you know, the head coach for Golden State Warriors, you know, not not only is that going to draw in all that attention just because, you know, he has such a big platform because he's the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, right. but it opens up so many eyes to him saying it. Dude, I, I fully respect Steve Kerr, and, dude, sh- shout out to Steve Kerr, man. I, I respect everything that came out of his mouth, and that was deserved to be said. Yeah, he put everything a, he said put a lot of thought into that, and he he spoke facts, and he's one thousand percent right. Yeah, and you know, me and Sean's condolences go out to all the family, all the family members, all the parents of the children, and you know, if you know the the teacher also had kids, I'm I'm not too positive on that, so I don't I don't want to speak up on that, but you know, condolences goes out to all the families, and you know, it's. It's, it's terrible, it's, man. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's definitely a touchy subject, you know. But I wanted to um, give our condolences to them. Um, so, uh, yeah. So to kind of shift our focus over to some more sports talk, uh, kind of upbeat the vibe a little bit. Uh, what's called? Let's talk about. Uh, I know we really don't want to talk about it too much, but let's talk uh, about those uh, fighting fills. Uh, um, uh. They haven't really getting, <laughs> been getting that bell ringing, man. Yeah, tired yeah. of talking about them. Tired man. of tired of trying to back these guys up, and they're just they they they've been staking. They they just they literally light you up, and they think like they win like two games in a row, and you're like, oh, they're back. Let's, yep. let's go and everything, right? You always think. Then they're always up, and then they blow the lead, and then you're like, oh my god, and then they end up losing three more games in a row, and then they end up winning two more, and then back to like four more losses, like. 
Yeah. There is an inconsistent team right now, and they're really, really, really annoying Philadelphians right now. Dude, so right now um, in the National League, in our uh, in our conference, I mean, we're third. We're 20 and 24. The Mets are 29 and 17. Yeah, they've just been killing it. Dude, the oh, my God. And the Braves, well, the Braves are only a win ahead of us, but they're also a loss behind us, so we're eight games back. We're playing them right now, seven. too. So. Yeah, so hopefully we can change. We can bump up to that uh, second place in our conference. Um, we got to do something, honestly. We do have to do this something. This is really, really embarrassing. I mean, we spent a ton of money this this year, this offseason. We acquired Nick Castellanos. We acquired Kyle Schwarber. We spent a ton of money on a couple bullpen pieces and everything, and they're still not good. Like, their bullpen still sucks. Like, we have these great starters that come out, work their butt off, give up, like, one or two runs, and then the bullpen comes, up and comes in and gives up, like, six or seven. I'm pretty sure they're... Like, their ERA is like the worst in baseball or something. Yeah, Sean, it's insane, man. And, you know, uh, four-game series against the Braves, like you were talking about, we play them tonight. That game is on at 7-20. Uh, yesterday, the Braves beat us 8-4, to and then Tuesday, they beat us 6-5. to uh, That 6-5 so, to one was unbelievable. Yeah, so— Six, it, was, it was five. I, I forget what the score was, but we were down one, one run, and then Harper hits a two-run bomb in the ninth, gives us the lead by one. And then we end up blowing it again. Yeah, I remember watching a little bit of it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, was, it was unbelievable. And and then we won. Uh, Monday was the only game out of the you know f- four game series. Uh, we won seven to three. So I mean, and and then we I mean we did have a tough schedule against LA the Dodgers, uh, but we took what did we take? We took one game out of the three game series. So you know you, you, that was kind of expected. You know the Dodgers are so hot. You know offensively. Uh, but what's up? I coughed. Uh, uh, you're good. Uh, so so yeah, that 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 game against the Braves is on at seven twenty. Hopefully, we could turn around and get a dub. Uh, take two games out of the four game series. Uh, just gotta turn it around. Honestly, we, we really do. do. Like we say this every single week, and we just hope that they do, and they just don't. We do, but then we got the Mets again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is that is that home or away? Uh, it's usually the bottom team that's home. Yeah, so the Mets are home. Oh, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, yeah, the Mets are home. I don't know. We seem to play better on the road, so maybe we can yeah. beat the Mets on the road. If they come here, we'll probably end up losing. For some odd reason, we can't win in front of our fans. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, man. And I think, you know, our, our pitching kind of has been stepping it up. Like, Aaron Noel has been pretty good, man, it's, on the mound. I'm, I saw the stat. It was like seven, like seven straight starts or something, Aaron Nola. Has given up like one run or something. Seven straight starts, and or not one run or something, but he's been winning the game, and every single time he comes out of the game, they lose. So then he doesn't get the win. Dude, every it's time. been like seven straight times he started. Yeah, dude, every time I watch the game and Aaron Nola's starting, you know what I mean? I see him on the mound. They take him out in like, what is it, usually like the sixth inning. The sixth inning, if, yeah. If, if they're lucky, if, yeah, if they're lucky, if he, if he gets six, and you see Aaron Nola, you know, get kind of, you know, pissed off. Like, other than... And, they bring the bullpen and the bullpen sells. Yeah, right. Like out of the ninety-five like coaches that we have, like why can't somebody else make a decision to go to the bullpen? Because yeah. Joe Girardi has no idea when to go to the bullpen. I mean, he was the Yankees manager when they won the World Series, and he was perfect. Yeah. Like, come on! Like he just comes here and doing the same thing Kapler did. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you your uh, your opinions about Joe Girardi. I mean, how, how do you think? Um, 
I he like as far as coaching. Like, like I like him as the head coach, but the decision making that he has is it's just a little, awful. Little iffy. Yeah. Like he has, like when he goes to the bullpen, he just doesn't have any idea what he's doing. Yeah. But like I like him as our head coach, but he just doesn't make the right decisions, and it's just, it, you need that from a coach. Yeah. So so Sean, um, kind of want to talk a little about a player that I have on my fantasy team who has absolutely been killing it. I think he was on. Let me just double check this stat real quick. I think he was on like a six-game hitting streak. Paul Goldie, mm. Paul Goldsmith, he has mm. been killing it, man, dude. Oh my! I sent oh. you a post about Paul Goldsmith yesterday. Yeah, I'm lying. I'm sorry about that. It is a 15-game hitting streak. Wow, a 15-game hitting streak. I don't know why I thought it was six, but batting average a .38, five home runs, 22 RBIs, XBH 17, and um, and his OPS 1.307. I mean, God, he's been killing it. I mean, you know the Cardinals are crazy offensively. I mean, they got so much offensive talent. I mean, with um, Nolan and, you know, you got Harrison Batter. You know what I mean? You got you got good pieces on there. Dylan Carlson, uh, when he's healthy. Um, you know, you got you got good talent on that Cardinals team. Uh, but Paul Goldie has been killing it, dude. Yeah, he's, he's fifth in batting average on the year. I mean, yeah. 344, dude, he's batting for the season. Dude, and he's usually a second-half player, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He usually doesn't start turning around till, till the second half. So to see him get to this early start, I mean, it has been insane. And what was that stretch? Was that like during May? He had like the five home runs. Like, was that was that what stretch it was? I believe so. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how you know he's turning around because he's, I mean, seven home runs. So, like, the first month or so, he had, like, two home runs. So, he's got, he's up to seven home runs, 33 RBIs. Yeah. And his OPS is up to 986. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. He's been on a tear lately. And I, you know who else has been on a tear lately? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Bryce yeah. Harper has been on a tear lately. He has, he has. It just turned him back into his MVP form. Yeah, it just sucks seeing him a little hurt. You know what I mean? Still not playing outfield, but hitting wise, I mean, he's been turning it up. Yeah, he's batting three eighteen. He's got ten home runs, thirty one <laughs> RBIs on the season. Gosh. His OPS is at one thousand one. Wow. Wow. One zero zero one. Wow, that's good. So, I just wanted to kind of talk about my uh, my third baseman guy, Jose Ramirez. Oh. Still cooking the pot. Still oh. cooking up, man. So for the twenty twenty two season, right now he has twenty four runs. 11 home runs, 43 RBIs, four stole base, and 94 uh, TBs. That's base. You see his OPS, though? No, I didn't see his OPS. 1.015. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he, he's been killing it, man. He, dude, I, I, I told you. I told you in the beginning of the season. You did. You did tell me. I knew it was a stretch, but, you know, and I didn't have too much knowledge on Jose Ramirez. I was strictly just going on statistically – uh, his last year's performance, and I was thinking he was going to have another bounce back year. I thought he was going to have an MVP breakout year, and he's kind of he's doing it, man. <laughs> yeah, he's having a great season. He's, I mean, he's definitely up there for the American League MVP. Dude, he's killing it. He 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 is killing it, man. He's a big surprise to me, honestly, because like when you were telling me about him and stuff, I was like, uh, Jose Ramirez. I was like, I was like, maybe Vlad's a better decision to get and stuff. But right, I mean, Jose right. Ramirez, he's just been turning it up. He's been proving me wrong. Yeah, he absolutely has. Yeah. So and um. Which kind of wanted to talk about uh, some pitchers who have been getting hot. Dude, let's kind of talk about my guy, Tyler Anderson, who's on L.A. to Dodgers. Dude, he went eight scoreless. All right, pitched a gem, man. Got a dub. He had a whip of 0.63. Got the QS because he went to seven innings. Uh, Tyler Anderson has been huge. 5-0 record? Yeah, 5-0 record, yeah. 42Ks? Yeah, 42Ks, yeah. He's been killing it, dude. Yeah, he's, he's been great season. Yeah, he's been a silent silent killer, dude. He yeah. really has. 
Anybody, when you go in the Dodgers, usually end up getting pretty good. It's kind of like Golden State good. when yeah. you go. So it kind of sucks that my guy who I picked up, Taylor Ward, a little bit ago, who has been insane on the Angels. Uh, he's been day-to-day. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so with his shoulder. So I think he he was active coming off the bench for his last two games, but they didn't use him. Um but they said that, you know, he's still out of the Angels lineup uh, with his shoulder. So hopefully he bounces back and comes back. He said in a report that um that he's feeling better uh, and, he, and he plans on coming back soon. So hopefully, I mean, it would be clutch to have him back tonight. I mean, for my fantasy. but uh, Yeah, hopefully he comes back soon. Cause... But, yeah, I mean, I'm not banking on it. They're playing Toronto right now. So, I mean, they need all the offensive power they can get. So It's usually the quiet players that get hot usually yeah. end up getting injured and it just ruins them. Yeah, can't forget about – my one pitcher, uh, Kevin Gusman, man, dude. There, there's, some, oh, yeah. there's he, contentions he's, that he's up for Cy Young. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I mean, I mean, for the season, he already has 65 strikeouts. Yeah, he's an outstanding pitcher. Four wins. I mean, ERA at 2.25, WHIP 1.04, and six QSs in seven innings. I mean, dude, he's killing it. And Toronto, you know, he gets that run support. You know what I mean? Because Toronto's so good offensively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so. Um, yeah, he's, you know, I, I know there was a lot of talk with Kevin Gusman about, you know, being so young this year. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, definitely up in contention. With 65 strikeouts already for a season? Mm-hmm. Gosh. It's early. It's been killing it's it, It's only man. May. Yeah, it's only May. Yeah, he's been absolutely killing it. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day. This has been episode 13 of Thread and Needle Podcast. Have a good one.